So, nay, so you are you gonna join this trend of uh proposing to your man or what? Fuck no. <laughs> what kind of question is that? <laughs> Yo, I mean it's going around. Twitter, Instagram, you know. I mean crack is going around too. Don't mean I'm gonna try it. <laughs> Why not? You know? One hell of a drug. Yeah, I'm good, but I'm not doing that. I'm not finna it don't even sound right, a woman getting down on one knee. What you mean? I don't know. I think today, this day and age, you know, women challenging the barriers, gender roles and everything. You know, I, I just I just feel like, you know, this is this is the we time. We have to draw <laughs> the line some fucking where. Where? I'm not I'm not proposing to no dude, man. And it's not on some uh that's what a man's supposed to do type of shit. I feel like women are always we're, we're always ready to marry before a man is. And I'm not going to embarrass myself and ask you to marry me so you can be like, "No." The fuck? No. Not doing it. But I mean, you got to shoot your shot, you know? Michael GB Jordan. I calling you up. I'm not proposing to that man either. The hell I look like. I want to say this on trying to steal the deal. Trying to be in your bag. Mm-mm. Bag is not that deep where I'm about to get on one knee. Go look for some Negro a ring. Get on one knee and be like, will you marry me? The fuck out of here. It's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Why not? Come on. Come on. I mean, we're talking about... First of all, toxic masculinity, and here's one way to take charge. That has nothing to do with, well, at least coming from me, it doesn't. I'm not finna do that. I'm not doing it. I'm not finna, nope. Mm-mm. Not finna mess up my pants. If I'm proposing, I'd be in a dress. I'm not finna scrape my knee up for you. Oh my gosh. Hell no. Oh, don't be like that. No. Oh, come on. No. See. No. Mm. No, there literally, I can't think of one scenario in my head in which I would propose. Not one. And if he asked you to, you would be like, oh, no, 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 no. If he asked me to propose to him, mm-hmm. I would be like, or you can just ask me to marry you. Like, stop playing with me, bro. <laughs> the fuck? I can't lie. A lot of people in their perspectives on Twitter of just like, you know, you know, that's how he didn't ask. So that's what I'm saying. Like, like I said, women, we are already we're almost always ready to marry a man before he's ready to get married. So I'm not finna be out. What? No, no. I'm getting secondhand embarrassment just thinking about it. Man. I'm not doing it. I mean, I feel like there's like it's a different scenario if you're pregnant already. I feel like that picture, the picture of like her kneeling I'm down. I'm still <laughs> not asking. So I can sense it. Proposing in general, I still feel like that's like I'm still trying to wrap my head around. And there's a lot of things being an adult man also that I'm trying to wrap my head around. So the fact that like, wait, so you're gonna go and spend what what's the the quote unquote three months pay on a ring to give to somebody, just say as a surprise. Just because, like, to be romantic, and then all of a sudden it's hey, get it, get it, get up real quick, get up. No, 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 like, oh, nope, my heart will break, I'll be done forever. So now you see where I'm coming from. So, Fuck no, I'm not doing that. I'm sorry, ain't no spontaneity with this. I'm gonna be like, look, is this a yes or no? Let's go look at rings. 
Oh, you can't be that way, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you can't be that way? What do you mean? Uh, you can like insecure where they was just walking by and I was like, oh, look at this one. Da, 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 da. But you can't be like, so we doing this or nah? And they go get a ring. Nah, sorry. This is what I gotta no. for sure. Deal. Trust me. Trust me. Trust, trust me. We definitely drop hints. For sure, for sure. You gonna know if that girl wanna marry you or not. I don't understand how people mm-hmm. be I'm telling you, bro. Mm-hmm. Like the the ones where guys are like proposing, like these Negroes gotta be cheating on the low and thinking they girl don't know or some <laughs> shit like that. Cause we not <laughs> we not just you ain't the, right. I'm telling you. You ain't right. They are doing You're something trifling right. and they and they they trying to save face like oh, I'm about to propose, <laughs> bro. If you don't get your ass up, you know damn well we was just arguing. Well, don't try to play me, boy. Don't I'm try a, to play me. I would get her, I would get her back you. with this one. Just wait. Yeah. Just wait. Dead ass. Dead ass. I'm wholehearted. Wholeheartedly serious. I hate you. I really bro. think those are the dudes that get turned down. Unless unless a girl unless a woman is really adamant about not getting married, we're not just out here like. We're not just out here in relationships for like seven years and they're going to turn down a down a ring. No, fuck because that. that's like, how that. niggas need to know. They date them for seven and then eight six. <laughs> Let me tell you <laughs> something. You got nowhere Let else me, to go. Let me tell you something right now. I'm not going to date nobody for seven years and we ain't on no path to get married. I'm sorry. You can leave me the fuck alone after three if you want some bullshit. Hey, they just need a little bit more time to see. A little bit more time. I ain't changing at that point. Three years in, literally, you see the change in someone after a year. If that person is not who they've said they were or who they presented to be, you will know within 12 months. It it happens like clockwork. Literally, 12 months hits and some real shit was going to happen. It's on you whether or not you choose to acknowledge or ignore the red flags. But I guarantee you, if that person going to switch up... It's that one year mark. They were like, oh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, let's do it. Mm, I don't know. I got to see how it ages. Like fine wine or? You're playing, Like bro. oranges. You're too old to be talking about we've been a date for seven <laughs> years before I even propose to you. If anything, you'd be better off proposing and then having like a semi-long engagement. But nah. Nigga, who? A semi-long engagement? That's another thing. Weddings are fuck. You know what? We're going down all. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Weddings are expensive <laughs> as fuck. For what reason? Who are you telling? Who are you telling? I'm telling y'all right now. I'm probably getting married at a courthouse if I do get married. I might have a live ass fucking reception, but that's just because I want to have a party. Other than that, like <laughs> all of that, like oh, we gotta rent a reception or uh, a, hall? a hall, and just like I'm like, yo, like, oh. son. Y'all don't want to do this down at the beach, at the dock. Like, and I don't even like the beach, but we can go that day. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm putting no. a GoFundMe up because shit. I'm I, to because I'm the bad person if I ask everybody to chip in. Bro, and then and then and then like at the reception and shit, people be expecting food, and then you gotta like you got people who come and bring somebody that they didn't RSVP and all of that shit. Like, so now you throw my count off and then, and then everybody and their mama want to be invited. Like people that like, Oh, you know, I used to babysit you for like three weeks when you were like four, Bitch, I don't know you, you cannot come. <laughs> you and your baby cousin Tracy are not invited. Get out of here. Man. I'm man, like, and then people will be like, 
This is, uh, but you know what? Let me stop. This is probably why I've never been invited to be a bridesmaid <laughs> because of how I view weddings. <laughs> Just be like, you, you paid how much? Mm, you better than me. Bro, you better than me. Because even, even that, bro, like, like if you a bridesmaid, did you know that you'd be paying for them dresses? The fuck, bitch, you asked me. How are you going to make me pay? <laughs> I have never grasped that concept. Oh, man. <laughs> Like so, if I get asked, I'm be like, no, thank you. I don't. <laughs> I'm wearing my own dress. I'm picking it myself. Facts. Man. Facts. And some of these dresses, like, you know, you got the little bridezilla, ugly ass bridesmaid dresses. Like I like, <laughs> I like when people have the bridesmaids, because not every, because different dresses flatter different women, mm-hmm. like are flattering on different women. So like, if you just pick one dress and we just all look like fucking robots like it might look good on one person and then the rest of the bridal party look in a hot mess they look uncomfortable because they are uncomfortable like mm, nah mm, mm. I like when they let you it'll be like okay this is a color here's some options maybe or even just free for all like here's the color pick a dress that you feel comfortable in and you know give some some minor guidelines like oh I want everybody to have you know dresses to the floor and needs to cover your knees or whatever the case may be but yeah <laughs> weddings are that's, that's a whole lot of whole lot of a whole lot of whole lot of because man now I can understand bridezilla and whatnot because if you think you better show up here <laughs> oh no I 100% mm. get that like if I have a big wedding like don't think you finna show up looking like anything because I promise you you won't get in I promise you. Rice. If, Rice. if I paid throwing, he- what? if I pay hella money and you show up like fucking Jaden Smith in a fucking <laughs> Batman suit, I promise you, like I'ma let one of my cousins be security and they're gonna punch you in your face <laughs> upon arrival. Yo, Kevin. Like Kevin man. with the tibs at the door. Bro, Whoa. like with that's a whole hold it. What are you doing? <laughs> Where do you think you're going, bro? What is this? Oh, man. Why you? And it was leather. It was a white leather, fucking Batman suit. Like what? That boy hot, bro. Like I was mad at Will and Jada for that. <laughs> Why y'all let him out the house like that? That shit was wild. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was wildly disrespectful, honestly. And it's white, so you upstaging the bride and everything. You so. feel me? Like so many levels of disrespect. Everybody looking at you because you got a fucking cape and mask on, and they supposed to be looking at me on the the most beautiful day of my life and shit. And you up here in the patent leather cat suit or mat suit. The fuck? There's no way that man would have gotten my name. I'm sorry. Oh fuck. Oh man. No way. No way. I would have kicked him out. I I could have been walking down the aisle and seen that. I'd have like time out we're gonna rewind you get the fuck out i'm gonna go back out and walk in i need everybody to act like they ain't seen me i better hear some gasping because i made too much goddamn money for the for this bullshit no absolutely not oh fuck let's start the show Vanessa Dene. And it's your boy, Swoosh Knight. And you're tuning into Love Yours, the podcast. Yeah, and this is Love Yours, the podcast. 
the podcast that promotes Black mental health, Black mental wealth, and Black mental stability. And they will forever be out of reach until you love yours. Coming to you loud and clear during, uh, what month is it? It's something special, right? It's Mental Health Awareness Month, guys. Shit. And y'all, bow, thought, bow, bow, bow. And y'all thought you weren't going to hear from us around this time. Well, here we I are. I know. I know. I know. I know. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. You know why? Because we've been focusing on our mental health. Shit. For real. At least I know I have and some other shit. But, you know, mental health <laughs> is, is the high priority here. For real. I mean, for the most part, if if anybody was playing with this month before this year, 2020 gave you something to realize and recognize. I don't know that for a fact. Right. You've been in a whole panini press for a whole year now, mm-hmm. a year and some change. Yep. I'm sure it has affected many, uh, many's mental health. Man. And for y'all that just saw this pass by come through each year oh you woke up in may and just like wait it's mental health oh nah fuck that shit i'll do that shit next year nah 2020 Mm -hmm. said come here my nigga sit your ass down sit your (laughs) ass down sit your ass down man literally (laughs) and won't you literally uh, why don't you talk to depression over here real quick anxiety is waiting in the next room for you big dog Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) restlessness (laughs) shame guilt you know, just 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 piling in, anxiety, social anxiety, paranoia. Facts. Oh. They was all coming at you, coming at you like Diddy talking about take that, take that. <laughs> and then trauma came through with the Tims. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, you thought it, you forgot so, about me. They was like, fight back, fight back. What's <laughs> your nigga? Have, was. You, have you seen that meme? Where the, it's a, it's a sound bite. I think it's from like. I think it's from the shy <laughs> when they jump in somebody in the gang and they like fight back, man, fight back. <laughs> <laughs> or the one dude fight against the other guys. <laughs> yeah, he's getting jumped in and they like fight back, man, fight back. Like, bruh, y'all jumping me. <laughs> it's sixteen of y'all. Who am I about to hit? Fuck around and hit myself. I hope y'all sat down, tried to figure out your priorities because you wasn't, you couldn't. There's no way for you to dodge them. Literally, there wasn't shit else for you to do. Shit. You should have been focusing on yourself, my G's. Shit, because you had no choice. You had no movies, no clubs, no bars. You guys had a drink at home. (laughs) I was like, no bars. First of all, I spits hot fire. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No tenderonies. They weren't there. Who was dating the pandemic? Right? Y'all a different type of nasty. I personally wouldn't really trust anyone that was, like, actively seeking dates during a panini press, because... Unless he was vaccinated. I'm talking pre-vaccination. I'm talking, like, right when we got shut down. Like, if you were sliding in DMs, talking about come through, you were different. You you were different kind of dirty. Y'all was separated from your homies, separated from family. You guys had a... Make do with fucking Zoom calls all year. So, and now we in a full open up. Niggas giving no mask mandates. They saying, hey, honor system. 
honor system. Bro, <laughs> swear to God. They said scouts honor. <laughs> scouts honor you got vaccinated? Bet. <laughs> Bet. That's all I needed. Name. And yeah, being tossed back into a world, everything opening up. Um, and so you have to deal with more anxiety. Shit. So um, hopefully y'all are taking this month seriously. Hopefully you guys are, you know, you don't, we're not saying, hey, you guys got to fucking go make parades down the street for mental health right now. But just use this month to focus on you, you know, touch up what you need to be touching up on, mm-hmm. whether it be therapy, whether it be journaling, whether it be rekindling connections that should be rekindled, not ones that should not be. Man, repeat that. Hopefully you're rekindling relationships that should be rekindled and revisited. Should be. Should be is the key words in that sentence. Don't fall back to the toxic ways, sis. Mm-hmm. You know. can be alone. I know y'all say it's fun and all, but it's not. I know you're trying to keep that body count down, but just don't call. Simple as that. What? Well, it's a thing. It's yeah, a it thing. is a thing. I'm not down it. I'm not down it. So. Oh no! I think I think for me, I've been I've definitely been keeping in mind about my own mental health, how to proceed with it. How do you spread what works for you to other people and hope that works for them, or at least educate them on that? So I mean, I think I think I've been just taking a deeper look on like what I've been doing, journaling, like I've said in past episodes, taking walks on a daily basis. I wish I could say getting good night's sleep, but the way my shit is set up, my melatonin ain't working as it should. So. I don't even want to talk about sleep, bro. Mm. But, yeah, guys, what about you, Nate? What, what are you doing for your mental health this month? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ignoring people. <laughs> <laughs> ignoring yeah. and avoiding people because full transparency. Yeah, no, like certain family members of mine add extra stress upon my life Mm -hmm. for no reason no reason at all and i'm not it's to no fault of their own i'm not saying they necessarily do it on purpose but they definitely do it a lot (laughs) and when i say they might not be doing it on purpose it's because i don't think they comprehend what they're doing sometimes but yeah so i'll be avoiding folks because i felt myself I felt myself about to have an anxiety attack and I haven't had like a major one in almost two years. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh no, oh no, baby. Cannot yeah. let that happen. That's yeah, so I've been, mm-hmm, I've been avoiding and cutting people off and doing things that make me happy, trying to get back to me. So self-care is definitely a high priority with me right now when I have the time. I I try and do stuff for myself because ain't nobody going to love me like I love me. So that's what it is. Facts. Facts. Exactly. So, I mean, I think uh, I was really having this conversation with uh, with somebody lately who, who had asked me kind of like, how do you do it? How do you do your therapy stuff and listen to people's problems all day, trauma and what have you? And for me, I think it, it brought up for me the fact that like, hey, we consistently – have been hearing when you're talking about investing, having multiple sources of income, so you can be that millionaire or or what have you, well endowed with money. But this, I think the same thing is to should be said about like self care. If you can eventually have multiple outlets to be recharged with, then you kind of just run on your own, 
right? Right. So if many people can figure out a way to not only have, like, engage in their skills or activities that kind of calm them or ground them consistently, boom, build that into your schedule. That's, boom, that's a source right there. If you can think things through in a way that kind of allows you to be yourself and be free, genuinely yourself, that's an outlet. If you're being mindful and present in the moment rather than, oh, I'm, I'm looking at the past consistently or I'm looking at the future and I'm, you know, kind of working myself up to or shame myself for missing opportunities or not being where I want to be at, or where I hope to be at. You know, if you can think in a way that allows you to be present and also allows you to talk positively to yourself, that's another outlet, too. So then you have multiple, well, multiple charging points, like I said, but not not too many people do. Some people are definitely focused on other things. Some people are focused on, you know, where's the love they can get or what clout they can get. So, I mean, hopefully they're using this month to figure those things out, boost their outlets, increase their self-love, practice some mindfulness, you know. Facts. You know, practicing them keys of peace, gratitude, honesty, you know, hope. But she's definitely, definitely harder than it seems. Definitely harder than I'm actually, you know, making it out to be. Oh, yeah. It's always easy to say it. But putting in the work is something different. Exactly. So hopefully that's what you guys are focusing on this last few days of Mental Health Awareness Month. And, you know, peace and love, peace and love, beloved. What? Yeah, peace and love, beloved. You know, that's New York, too. Gotta keep it. Gotta keep this, this thing going right now. Yeah, you gotta stop. Nah, can't stop. Won't stop. That's also New York. Shut the hell up. <laughs> Yo. So yeah, back to it. So I think our last episode was definitely um talking about trauma. So I thought we, you know, me and Nay, we we throw this episode here to kind of talk about kind of bonds that kind of form through trauma. Because I think for the most part, I think I've been exploring my ideas on it for a while. So Within within trauma, which we've talked about, whether it's, I guess you could say, just regular trauma, one person being exposed to one specific stressful event, and that kind of unfolding into other uh, intrusive thoughts, restlessness, flashbacks, psychological reactivity, so just being overwhelmed by your emotions, physical acti- physical reactivity, which is you, like increasingly feeling like anxiety or tingles around certain trauma reminders or incidents or certain patterns that kind of remind you to look out for trauma. Being hypervigilant are all kind of these signs. So then, of course, we have chronic trauma, which is a traumatic, stressful experience that happens over a long period of time, such as being removed from your caregiver or... Uh, serious illness, life-threatening illness, boom. And then, of course, we have complex trauma where it's just a bunch of different traumas happening all at once, and it's hard to navigate and sort out. So then it makes it difficult to solve, which where we get trauma bonds. So with trauma bonds, there are the bonds that people develop within traumatic relationships with their abuser or within the sim. Uh, interesting situations so ones with whether it's you have an abusive boyfriend and instead of hey this is clear so i need to go away you end up getting closer or you have uh 
It's like the hostage situation. Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Or if you have an abusive parent, you're kind of stuck in that relationship of like this person provides for me and takes is supposed to take care of me. So I have no choice but to try and have a good relationship with them. And then you guys become closer despite this trauma, which you can imagine creates lots of stressful and draining relationships and changes your thinking and perspective greatly. Thanks. So I don't know. I think I think within the African American community that's pretty that's a big challenge that that you're forced to untangle because then you have these kind of toxic relationships with your caregivers, loved ones, and then it kind of then spreads into your other relationships. Right now. All that to say, you know what, is to educate the population, but I think there's one piece that I feel like, you know, hits me hits me more Align and it's the it's the belief that there are some instances that we find traumatic that are stressful, but then it kind of directs us to find people and build a connection with them. Uh, for a long time, I feel like trauma with with anybody who goes through a very serious or stressful, traumatic, challenging event, we often look for connection, mm. look for others to uh, establish something. That either they understand what we're going through or they're going through something similar and a bond is then created. I think for many of us, we've also had those kind of experiences. Oh, so, I mean, do you feel the same way, Nay? Meaning, like, you feel like we seek other people? Yeah, quite often. I guess. I don't feel like I, personally, I don't feel like I've... um sought out to find people who are going through similar circumstances I do feel like in the past I definitely held on to the abuser Mm -hmm. longer and had that type of trauma bond but yeah I don't think I, I I don't feel as if I seek someone going through the same thing for the simple fact of or the reason I held stuff in for many years, so I was never like, oh, let's talk about this Mm -hmm. to anyone else. Yeah. Until I started going to therapy. Yeah. So then then maybe a fair adjustment is more of like, whether it's it's the connection to someone who's going through the same thing, or just somebody who can just take you out of it, who was just there at at the the toughest point of something, but then your relationship kind of flourished from that. Nope. Nah. I don't think I have. No. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think I think that in part is kind of one of the reasons why, like, I feel like therapy works, especially if you have someone that's kind of that understands and this kind of helps you, kind of guide you through the experience. But I think there's there's definitely some fair friendships that have flourished while while things have been going tough. I know with for me, like when I was going through high school. And I, me and my dad were kind of going ups and downs. I definitely felt like Kwame, who's been who's been on the podcast. I feel like he's been someone that I linked up with. Who, even though we were going, I was going through a lot. He was kind of more my like straight and narrow, kind of set me straight, kind of motivated me to to kind of you know take care of my business or at least pull stuff together so that I could like get through things or at least kind of help me escape from. Just reality for a little, for a break. 
So, I mean, those times weren't weren't that great. I think there's been other times where it's been like college and being in a new place in Monterey and, and you know, certain people you link up with, personalities, they're also not from here, far away from home, their families, and that kind of bond kind of grows as well. Yeah, I mean, I can see it happening for other people. I think I was more so um, the suffer in silence type of person, so... Mm-hmm. What do you feel? That's why. I don't yeah, why do you, why do you feel like that was? Is it just like just what was what it was in in your home or was it something else? I think it's just, you know, that's how you're I was raised, like keep stuff to yourself. Not everybody needs to be in your business type of thing. So, I just held a lot of crap in. Backfired in the long run, mm. but you know, I think that's now I'll talk about stuff. Now I'd be like, "Hey, not necessarily, hey, let's talk about my trauma, but <laughs> oh, let me let me dump this all on you right here. Let me let me run this down for you. Guess what I don't like? No. I just think it's easier for me to talk now. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, causing other issues, but it is what it is. Mm. I'm fine. <laughs> I mean, what so. what do you feel like is more like the com is that you feel like there's a common experience within black households, or you feel like that's a common experience of just in general of people? I feel like it's a common thing within black households and we could even take it a step further and just say minority households Mm -hmm. because i don't know minority cultures for the most part we all have that common theme of like kind of trying to save face in the public eye so like you know oh we're in mixed company so you gotta chill out type of thing so could very well be minorities as a whole yeah I mean, growing up, like, I don't think that we, I didn't, I didn't necessarily get the message of like, of like, you know, what, what happens in our house stays in our house. It was just kind of, you know, that's the fear or the worry of just like, you know, I don't, or the shame. That's more of it. Of just like, I don't want to, you know, tell people I'm dealing with this stuff. Like, I think there's some piece of like, yeah, you know, we're supposed to be tough as men. We're supposed to be, you know, handle whatever happens. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, you want to be macho. You want to be just like, hey, you know. Yeah, you definitely hold it in. I think there was also just the fear of uh, displaying that or putting that energy out onto somebody else. Someone who didn't deserve it. Someone who, because I <laughs> I wasn't the biggest dude. I wasn't the biggest kid and everything like that. I think I definitely was much, much more in tune with my feelings back mm-hmm. then. So to know that and to like, to push that energy to somebody else i didn't feel like that was it so i think that's where internalizing came from mm-hmm. can i say that for other people i don't think so i think a lot of people definitely in, prefer to display or project their energy onto somebody else and then what happens from there so i don't know i feel like i feel like everybody needs somebody though that connection that bonding experience hopefully they do <laughs> they do you know, vent reciprocally. Because I know there's a whole bunch of people that just, like, use other people for... Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, hey, here's just all my problems, and then, no, oh, it's your turn? Oh, I'm not going to listen, so... Right, like, oh, I got to go turn my washer and dryer off. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even own one. Damn. So, I mean, I think that's the, the tough part about social relationships, that some people are kind of, like, yeah, we're built to reach out to other people, but then this not always great. There's definitely other people that are kind of out there who are looking for something out of you as well. 
whether it is resources or whether it is kind of just that, you know, I need you to just, you know, hold the space just for me. And then I'm going to go off and do other shit. And I'm not going to I'm not going to give it back to you because because despite despite me having lots of emotions, I can't hold. I don't have a cup to hold all the emotions you have. That makes sense. So and then how do you. How do you, within times of like stress and overwhelmth, do you kind of navigate your those relationships or any relationships, what have you? What do you mean? Because I mean, for the most part, like when you were going through your stuff, where whenever you had it, whether it was like early twenties or whatever, do you feel like you were the best of your abilities? Setting good boundaries, you know, thinking about people's intentions, or or you kind of thinking about other people's intentions. Time. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. How come? I don't know. Like shit, you're going through other shit. So, like you know, gone through a lot. So yeah. it's just kind of like a little trying through parking lots and everything, huh? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> feel like I blocked that part of my memory. I did ask, can't remember. I'm just like, yeah, no, I got nothing. I don't know. I think, yeah, that's the piece of the story where you're kind of just not, you're on autopilot, would you say? Yeah, probably. Good shit. It's a tough time, and then, I don't know. I think you, so would you say it's more like instinctual that you kind of look for those relationships? If, if, for those that did? Like, relationships to help you or yeah help you or find the connection because you know there's there's definitely people that i'm sure you've come across whether it's whether it's just you being you out in public or you actually working people just kind of come over and just overshare because i've been told i have that face and i really don't know what it is because i've been also i've also been told i have a resting bitch face which i wholeheartedly do so i don't understand uh, when people just be wanting to talk to me i'm just like huh okay i mean i guess this is happening because i definitely feel like this proves my theory that because like there's definitely if no if someone doesn't have someone to talk to they will find somebody they will either by just you know hey let me give you a compliment and like hey let's grab grab lunch or it's hey young lady who is selling me this phone by the way my boyfriend he has this issue with my mother-in-law. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't, boss. I have no, no, All right. no so horse in this race. Want, <laughs> did you want the messaging plan or no? Well, this is funny because this this reminds me of my uh, friend who's going through with, uh, oh, I didn't ask for all this, boss. I feel like I've been in those kind of situations a lot. And it's really weird for me because I'm kind of awkward. Like, you know, and especially when I was younger, I was very socially awkward because I'm not a big, despite having a podcast, I'm not a big talker. Um, (laughs) Is that right? I'm not. If I don't know you, I will sit there in silence (laughs) (laughs) for hours. Like, what do you mean? But yeah, like people would share things and I just kind of be like, oh, okay. So you going to get this phone or... Like I don't know how to respond to things. I'm be- I'm better now. Obviously, I have more experience with it now. But yeah, I mean, mm. now, now that you work in the whole facility, you you hey you on you on tier god tier right now. Don't, don't be putting my life out there. 
yeah i don't know i don't think i guess i never really paid attention to it yeah bro i think knowing now though do you feel like you should seek out because i mean i think we all when things go down it's like hey we gotta like you know we gotta tap in with so-and-so you know i gotta like reach out to da 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 with me like sometimes like okay with us i feel like i don't I don't really tell you things. I don't tell you things as they happen. I kind of tell you things after the fact. (laughs) And I don't know. I guess I feel like I'm better equipped to handle things now. So I don't necessarily, I mean, I I didn't really do it much before. Like I would kind of, I'd reach out when I was at my breaking point of Mm. things. But like now I just like, yeah, 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 this, this, this happened, but I'm cool. (laughs) (laughs) I made it. Yeah, you know, we that was like out. two weeks ago, but we we still out here. Mm-hmm. I guess it could be important. I mean, yeah, it should be important because I probably wouldn't had um gotten as bad as I did as far as like my depression and anxiety and stuff if I would have reached out sooner. Mm-hmm. So yeah, which which makes sense. I think it kind of serves as a lifeline in a sense, or at least like that. Uh, Bounce back. So at least you keep you from falling too deep. So right. which makes sense of like why people kinda you establish those connections. And then when, you know, you're in a new place, new surroundings, you know, you try to I think people definitely try to quickly establish those things as fast as they can, or hopefully they know somebody or you know, they get on Bumble Friends and do what they need Bumble to do. Bumble friends, is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Shit. See, that's how you networking. They have just friends. And then they have the, you know, where you find the tasty cakes, you know, the honey bees and whatnot. Oh, Lord. So, I mean, I think, I think it's fair enough that people should reach out. They should, you know, try to establish connections, hopefully with good intentions and reciprocity. Like, how detrimental do you feel like it is if though there's people that you know just generally don't have friends or just don't have that connection as we like you know experience during the pandemic or just or i'm sure you've met people or kids that are just like i have no friends and that's what it is because what have you i mean i've encountered kids that are like oh i have no friends and yada 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 but i don't think they were a fair comparison just because not trying to um lessen their experience or anything but the kids that i had who were doing stuff like that were kind of just being dramatic and trying to get that type of attention but yeah so which i can definitely see that happening like like you feel like it's just act of desperation because like hey if i can get friends like just by being nice or i just don't know how then i'm gonna try and manipulate the system and have people feel sorry for me Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, most definitely. <laughs> that has happened several times. <laughs> I don't know, but it's interesting to see what happens when, like, you're adults and it happens. Like, it's, like, definitely out of the ordinary. For an adult to try and woe is me their way into some friends. Yeah, that are just, like, they become so desperate that they have to do extremes. Dang, but that would probably show as, like, dropping hella money or, you know, what, lying about stuff. Hey, almost kind of playing out the same way as kids, pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you're no difference. <laughs> so, damn. No, I don't know. It's a lack of emotional maturity. Just playing with pe- other people's emotions. 
Shit, without friends, without connections. That should be interesting. Because, I mean, you talk about, like, borderline personalities or... Which is just, like, just trauma. whole lot of trauma and then, like, splitting and just, like, hey, either this person's all good or all bad and it all depends on what's their use to me. Um, Hot and cold some days. And, uh... Man... So I think I think connection is the right time, right place can go a long way. I think that we all seek it in one way or another. Hopefully it's in the the best ways possible. But then again, if you're starting off from or you have shitty examples, then I don't know. That's where you tell. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think there's one I think there's within the black community, I feel like Maybe this isn't so much of a problem. I feel like we have the unifying trauma of slavery and being black in America. So that kind of binds us together or encourages us to reach out and be connected to one another, whether it's with a head nod or a dap or just like, you know, you look for each other in an an open room. I don't know. Do you feel like? I feel like that's different, though. It's like, yeah, we're bonding over trauma, but it's like, like you said. It's a cultural trauma. Cultural experience. Deeper. But I feel it's deeper. And I'm wondering if this explains why, you know, it's so deep. It's so, you know, we look for each other consistently. Well, yeah, because, I mean, at the end of the day, we all know that nobody's going to understand the experiences of a black woman or a black man besides another black woman and another black man. Ooh, unless unless they 90, show you. Ninety nine percent of the time. So then what so then what happens when mm, you realize they ain't as black as you thought they were? Those are the one percenters. And then you got to, you know, <laughs> then what? Read, you got to read the room and find your other bond. <laughs> I'm like, Ging. so that, are we saying that 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 kind of instance is more of a like, ooh, it's a not a slight to things, but then it's it, it cuts deep facts, and it's an infraction, it's a rejected bond, so then it hurts even more. Uh, it doesn't hurt. It's just it's disappointing. Ooh, remember when your parents would say they disappointed you? That would hurt more than like hearing like, see, see, I'm prove, mad at prove you. Prove my point. Prove my point. Bond hurt disappointing you're a victim whatever man all of us are aren't we all i'm just you know i'm just i'm just wrapping off the dome you know i'm just just throwing that out there because maybe that that's all even though we don't look the same we just we still feel connected yeah because to everybody else we do look the same we are not a monolith (laughs) man you ain't gotta tell me everybody else but i don't know i think it's yeah it's, it's a bonding traumatic cultural experience but then how it's disrupted how we try to find deeper connection within our trauma and our experience how we try to bond with others and how we kind of are sometimes as hear about that bond as well is kind of it's kind of fascinating because like mm-hmm. as we talked about like you know people do do these certain things and certain behaviors, certain acts to kind of then for, for, try and further or cheat that bond. But you can't cheat bonds, right? You can't hardwire it. You can't put in a glitch, a little cheat code. I used to do with your Game Shark, uh, Nintendo DS. Oh, okay. You know, You're showing, showing your age, uh, bro. I'm to take it back real quick. 
We just lost half our demographic right there. Boom. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> millennials was like, this? No, not even millennials. Gen Z. <laughs> yeah. Gen Z were like, this shit. What is this? How old is this? This is. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, these. These old heads. These old heads. Damn. They were like, oh, yeah, we listen to these OGs on the. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, man. But I mean, you, you can't cheat the bond. And maybe and maybe that's why we have outcasts. Maybe why, you know, we, we keep them. That's why them they them niggas over there. Man, it's been a minute since we recorded because you said outcasts and I was like, big boy in three stacks? <laughs> <laughs> I was lost for a second. <laughs> I was like, what they do? What happened? Man. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's time just yet before we start talking about outcasts. I think we got a couple other other topics I'd like to hit, you know, as we round out Mental Health Awareness Month and we take it into what should be Black, Black History, History Month, Month. But, you know, you know. Yeah, we should we could treat it as our Black History Month. Every month, our Black History Month. So I mean, I know, but I mean, like we can really go ham like it's Black History Month. Yo, let's do it. You know, I'm with it. I'm with it. Juneteenth. Got, God bless Juneteenth coming up, and you know, if we have, if they let us have it, you know they're gonna let us have it. But they, you know, we gonna be reminded. Hey, we gave this to y'all. Hey, what are you doing for Juneteenth? No, nah, I mean like the Juneteenth festival. That's what I'm talking oh. about. Oh, you know what? This is going to be the anniversary of all these jobs talking about they were going to make Juneteenth a paid holiday. So y'all pay attention to y'all checks. We need to come out. Be like, because I ain't coming. But my check better be hitting for something. <laughs> Facts. So Just saying. So yeah. So hopefully you enjoyed our, our rambling for a little bit. You know, we just get in the flow of things. You hoping to do some some of these, you know, one one topic spots here and there, but you know, we getting back to the flow of things. So stay tuned. Yeah, y'all. Bear with us, bear with us. <laughs> so of course, you know, it's your boy, Swoosh Knight. And it's your girl, Vanessa Den- <laughs> And this is Love Yours a Podcast. The podcast that promotes black mental health, black mental wealth, and black mental stability. And they will forever be out of reach until you love yours. Exactly. So, of course, you know, you guys can find us on IG of love yours underscore podcast and Twitter at love yours underscore pod. You can find us on the Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever podcasts may be. Shit, I think we were trying to work on Pandora for a minute. I actually got to follow up with that. Yeah. Are we doing the thing? As always, we encourage you guys to like, comment, subscribe, rate, and review. Leave us a five-star rating. That would be great. I was um I follow a bunch of podcasts on like IG and shit and I see recently some podcast rating uh came out as far as like the US I think it was like the top 200 podcasts 
and we was not on that thing. And I got a problem with that. I'm going to need y'all to get it the fuck together, okay? Because we need to be on that thing. And I took it I personal. I did. I did. I did. <laughs> because I'm just like, yo, we could, I feel like we could be in the top two on it. We could be That's, in the top two on it. Mm-hmm. You know, the grind, the grind can't stop from here. Yeah. Yeah. I know we be having our, uh, you know, our little breaks and whatnot. But, okay. These last breaks are all my fault. I've been sick, man. So we don't get it. We don't get hot. We can hit that hot streak. 2022. We better on the better be on the damn list. Or I'm gonna start showing up at people's houses, <laughs> knocking on the door. Oh, oh, so why aren't we on this list again? Y'all take care of your mental health. <laughs> you must not be listening to us. Oh, facts. Okay. Mm. Shit, you depressed? Because you ain't listening to the podcast. Facts. Hit you with some knowledge. We've been reading up, hitting these books, thinking these thoughts. We've been doing things, reflecting. What you been doing? You joining us? Are you? Do you not want mental stability? Don't you? You don't want to be joining this promotion of black mental health? Black mental wealth? Ain't you? (laughs) I'm sorry. I can't keep it going. (laughs) Because, baby, you ain't loving yours if you ain't listening to love Yours. The podcast. Mm, all right. Well, that's all we got for tonight. Stay yep. tuned. All right. All right. Bye. Love yours, the podcast, the podcast.